Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. Sweet. Yes. Uh, this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Tonight, as always, we're socially distanced. It's the only way we've ever done the show. I'm in the Midwest. Ross is in the Northeast. And you guys are in Oregon? Portland. Okay. That was, it was, yeah. it was a guess. Which I guess, yeah, is, is Oregon. <laughs> I said that like everybody knows, but maybe it's Maine. Hey, Portland, Maine does have quite a lot of fan campers. I hear good things about it. I have friends in Boston and, and they constantly tell me that that's actually the better Portland, but I've never <laughs> been, so I can't verify that independently. Easy, easy for them to say. Yeah. I have yeah, been to the one. The yeah, I've been to the one in Oregon. I have not been to the one in Maine. So <laughs> I will also lean West Coast on that one just for lack of knowledge. Um, I blanked. Anyway, you guys are four by forward, right? Indeed. I've looked at your Instagram enough times and confused myself in my own head to be like, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. So I'm just going to guess <laughs> and hopefully they'll tell it, say yes or no. There's so. a bit of a story, but yeah, we're all for stories. Hit us. What's your story about it? Yeah. I mean, this it's your, it's Ben's story. <laughs> like oh, I, I came into the picture a few years after the fact. So, uh, so I, uh, so uh, before I had a license, I had a group of friends that were into cars. We were all kind of motorheads. I was in a, a ASC or a, um, a, trade school for okay. automotive stuff and I made made some good friends through that um through that we made a little car club and a lot of us didn't have licenses or were transitioning to having licenses mostly shitty 240s or you know civic hatchback which, uh, mm. or otherwise and um and we were sitting in uh, buddy's living room one day and we we're like hey what are we gonna call this and right there around bcr it's like oh fast forward obviously fast forward, yeah. <laughs> you know moving like moving the cars fast like i mean why not it was 20 years ago this was like peak fast and furious the oh, original yeah. had just come out top of everybody's <laughs> mind one of the very first things we did at the car club we were invited out for fast and furious at a theater and so we had brought the cars and parked the cars up on the, uh, at a theater and we got to go see the movie for free um and uh and so anyways this car club grew to about 30 rough members we talk about this now mm -hmm. and we like laugh about how seriously we took it we had like team meetings and we had like voting for if we allowed people on yeah it was it, it got pretty serious but because of that um nate and i were we're both creatives and uh we kind of saw that in each other and um just started doing uh because of all the parcels we were already attending we were we just wanted to capture those we were taking all our photos of the stuff we were doing and so we started creating like a little offshoot. Um, and at the time it was PDX Zine, another really weird name. <laughs> but uh, one of our really close friends. Oh, he'll be back. Internet, okay. internet, internet outage. <laughs> uh, one of our really good friends, the older uh, person of the group, ended up buying a truck. And it was such a weird, uh, you know, foreign thing to us. Right. You know, he was always made fun of. We were like, oh, look, here comes here comes grandpa with, a, with his truck and uh, somebody in, on the side was like, Oh dude, we're all going to be old one day and we're all going to have trucks and we're going to be called four by forward. And, uh, and so here we are uh, one day, Nate ended up with this cool van. I went out camping with him one time and we had a pretty good time with like a group of people actually Delica Northwest, uh, who's the original founder Roland Roland uh, from uh, Delica's Northwest. Um, really, I think set the pattern for us is just this idea of just getting out and mm -hmm. finding trails and, and uh, camping along the way, just keeping it really simple. And, um, and it, you know, maybe you can take the second half. Yeah. So uh, we, one of our, our friend who bought the truck moved um, out to Eastern Idaho, which, you know, Oregon's a rectangle. It's longer than it is tall. And so it was what, eight hour drive. And we decided one day, 
we're going to leave. We're going to go surprise him. We're going to go take him camping um, kind of out in the sawtooth of eastern Idaho, Wyoming. Um, and so we did that. We had a great time. He was totally surprised. And his social anxiety is already through the roof. So the fact that his wife was telling him, hey, you can't do anything this weekend, but I can't tell you why. Like, he was really mad about it until oh, he showed no. up. Um, so anyway, so then we were like, hey, this was super fun. Like, well, it's great to see you again. Let's do this next year. And we did. And Ben and I were talking. And again, it was just like, hey, you remember that four by four thing we joked about? Let's make just like a sticker. We'll make like 20 of them. We'll give them out to people. And then it got posted on the internet. And originally, if you scroll way back in our Instagram feed, we use the Instagram account to communicate out like, this is where we're going to go camping. This is the date. It was, we yeah. had 20 followers and it was that core group. And that's all it was. And then people started finding it and they're like, hey, that sticker's, I like that sticker. Can I buy one? It's like, no, you can't. This is like, just close group thing. This is our thing. Yeah. And then, you know, here we are four years later. <laughs> and so that's where the weird name comes from and why it's kind of stuck around. It is tw like 20 years old in heritage, which for us being in our mid thirties is quite a big portion of our lives. Right. 20 years ago, you teenagers. I was, I'm a little older than both of you. So I was, in my, <laughs> I was in my twenties, 20 years ago. So uh, not that much older though, because I was uh, do remember the first Fast and Furious coming out and attending that and watching all the crazy maniacs leave the parking lot. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it would have been more fun if you guys were there and I could watch an actual car club with cool cars go. It was just, it was like Buick LeSabres that were peeling out. And, we were, and Honda Odysseys. Okay. Borrowed Honda Odysseys. Oh, Honda Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, sweet. That's a good story for a name. Seriously. <laughs> Ross, do you have updates for car stuff that's at your place? Car stuff at my place. The ZR2 left, I think we talked about that. Yes. Civic SI, as of this conversation, I have put 440 miles on the Honda Civic SI, which wow. includes, yeah, I, I, usually I don't get anywhere near close to, to the 500 mile limit for the press cars, but this one I have done 440 with an intention of doing, and I, I actually Google mapped this because I was worried about going over, but another 56 on Wednesday. So I'm going to be for sure. Again. <laughs> um, I'm including a bunch of like hard driving and fun back road stuff. I'm averaging 39 miles per gallon, which is in the SI in the SI. It is incredible. <clears throat> so, so available with a manual manual fun colors, great colors. This one is see it from this freaking moon orange, right? The only issue is it's see it from the moon orge with a red interior, which I'm not super huge fan of. Yeah, when I told you red. about that, you were like, I struggled with it. Huh? But if they if it they works. have a silver, works. Yeah, and uh, I have a friend who has a white one. With you know, they're all red interior. There's no choice. Uh, the seats are good. The shifter is amazing. The clutch is easy. It's one of the easiest cars to drive around town with a clutch ever. And uh, starts in the 30s. Starts at 28. This car's 28, has tested. How, how are people not just There's running to option. buy these? You can get one option on this car, and it is HPT, which is high-performance tires. Otherwise, there are no options. And, you know, call, like, okay, so the color is 395 bucks or whatever, but it, I don't, I think people are buying it because it's 200 horsepower instead of, like, you know, right. 275 or 300 or something, like everything else is now. But it, it's a great car. Back in my day, that was plenty of power. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, 200 horsepower in most of the cars that I have owned would be phenomenal. So it's great. Very... And, he, and also because it's front-wheel drive. You know, like in the Northeast, people go, oh, I can't get front-wheel drive. I have to buy a WR. You know, it's like, no, you can oh, get front-wheel oh, drive no, and no. be just fine in the snow. No tires. So it's amazing. 
um, yeah, like people looking at GTIs who just buy an SI because yeah. it's it's ten grand cheaper and more fun in every way. And better gas mileage. I feel like you're an idiot if you buy anything else if you're looking for a front wheel drive fun manual transmission car. Like blown away. It doesn't sound like great. Blown away. Yeah, like it's thirty nine MPGs too. Like, <laughs> and it, it's like it's not a bad looking car, you know. Like the last Civic SI, if you saw it on the street, you're like. Mm, what are they doing you know but this one it's fairly attractive I, i'm a big fan um and speaking of well, finger i was just say ben can you get a little closer to your mic yeah you're you're like slightly quieter than nate so like i what you said there must have been funny because ben left and i didn't get to hear it <laughs> or it was or, also very good it, it was a whisper it was a soft was it <laughs> oh, yeah he's trying to okay. get radar or, or Nate's very kind and just laughed at the joke. <laughs> he does that on occasion. Is this any better? Yeah, yeah, much better. So that's it for Carland. Um, by the time this show goes out, Veloster N will have come through. So, how'd you get that. like all the fun stuff? Like, well, after Veloster N is Golf R, and after Golf R is Miata RF. So, <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a fun few weeks. Yeah, it also, is. Uh, potential to add a, a very, very cheap fun car to my own garage. So, so you're going to buy something? I'm, yeah, the intent is to buy something that I have an accepted offer on. Okay. So, te- teasing, there's something teasing. new coming to Ross. So. And today, I think when you said race car, I was like, you know, rally, I've never done, I've done a lot of autocross and I've done a lot of off roading. So, maybe it's time for rally cross. I don't see why yeah. not. It's, it's definitely hoot and a half. Yeah, tell <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, tell. Give me information because this isn't like so, something we talk about often. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we never did it super seriously, but um, our a friend of ours, Bruce, had a Mazda three two three, not the GTX. He was one of the GTX, but you know, never, never exactly a popular car. My neighbor happened to be selling uh, a pristine white three two three front wheel drive model, uh, but they couldn't get it to start, and so they were like, you know give us 500 bucks for it. And so it's like, okay. And they were up the hill from us. So we pushed it out of the driveway and then kickstarted it down the hill. Oh it gosh. fires up and we drive it into my driveway. Uh, and say, were they home when you did that? Like, were they yeah, watching? Yeah, they, they were. Oh. They were. And, and so it was just like <laughs> the most budget build you could imagine, but we just had fun with it. So like we went to, um, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with like parent performance. They had a like garage sale. And so it was like, hey, here's this like, $300 roof scoop for uh, an STI for 20 bucks. Okay, we'll cut a big hole in the top of the 323 and get this uh, roof scoop on there. We went to a local like speed performance shop, bought bucket seats for like a hundred bucks, steering wheel. We ended up finding a set of like Eibach lowering springs, a GTX rear wing. We had a buddy of ours, uh, cause you know, you cannot have a rally car without rally lights. Like I think legally oh, yeah. they don't, <laughs> yeah. won't even let us on the rally car us course, but we didn't have the budget to like do a fiberglass light pod. So he found this like, you know, quarter inch thick piece of angle iron, welded it to the metal bumper support and drilled holes in it. And that's where we mounted our uh, Pia fog lights that I found at the job that I had at the time was a car audio place. Um, and we just, we sent it, we went out there and got it super muddy and had a ton of fun on some like used snow tires because we couldn't afford dirt tires. You're missing the most important part. We sprayed our, at the time, our magazine or this like zine that we were running, a huge branding across the whole side of it. And, uh, oh man. And the funniest thing is we, ended, I ended up knowing two, three people who had bought it after us. 
who either uh, daily drove it, yeah. use it for pizza delivery, yeah. or uh, or just like straight like uh, Gambler 500 style. Well, isn't pizza delivery kind of like stage rally? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. but, but this guy's driving around with like, you know, freezing weather, air and coming the- in through <laughs> the room. <laughs> That's amazing. So you lowered it to go do rally cross we we still we it wasn't a huge lower it was only like half an inch uh, oh. but it was really about stiffening stiffening the suspension we threw in like new kyb struts in it too because you know it just floated all over the place which i guess you know when you're hitting bumps is probably a good thing mm-hmm. there was a oh big convention goodness. center in the area and they had basically they had this big open field and they had ran a couple uh rally crosses in the area so they basically had a course a bunch of people would go out there with their Evos and stuff like that. And, you know, there's, you had a GTI out there one time. <laughs> yeah, my Volkswagen. Yeah, you had a 1.8T out there. And there are pictures of, with uh, SSR reverse meshies and, yeah. like, just slammed coming on the side of <laughs> mud, getting caked all over. Yeah. He did, there was zero fuck. There was no hood, no bumper, just oh, yeah. a big front mount sticking out there. Yeah, fender mirror, too. Yeah, I did have a fender mirror. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, in, that sounds ignorant. like fun. I'm, I'm ignorant. searching so hard for the picture I took at a rally cross event one time of oh come on share it do it <laughs> do the thing zoom you have failed us it says you started I mean that's how yeah I say like, yeah there yeah dot shadow a shadow <laughs> oh, yeah. wow Dude, the two dudes that ran this thing, it's all in the same, uh, I would say the same spirit as your Mazda, only they didn't add any of the good parts. They just literally beat the crap out of this thing. No hood scoop, no lights. And literally, it would go home broken every time. But they would have a great time up until that point. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. That's Look at all the mud it's throwing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will seek this out. Thank you for confirming what will inevitably end up costing more money than I intend on putting into any of this. I mean, exactly. if there's one thing that Ben and I are both good at, it's influencing other people to spend money on cars. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your job. Yeah. <laughs> you own a shop and a store. And... So should we talk about that? Do we, Chris, sorry, I jumped right past you. You're, you're really good because when this airs, I will have completed Overland Expo West. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I will have driven to Flagstaff, completed Overland Expo West. We're time traveling in this episode. Yes, we are time traveling <laughs> in this. And then at this point, we'll be somewhere in Utah, I think. Possibly Wyoming. Um, so yeah, uh, it's Flagstaff for Expo West. Then uh, we're going to go shoot a lo- location in Arizona, two locations in Utah, two locations in Wyoming, and eventually have to be back in Denver to give the vans to the next people who are doing the next show and get on an airplane and fly back to Kansas City. So um i will be dusty and very traveled by this point uh you're hearing the show potentially but uh the vans have hot water boxes and showers so hopefully it'll be, fine. It'll, it'll be the, more interesting than our jobs too so yeah it's i i, I sell an adventure van so i have a good time so <laughs> i would um, like to point out that the rallycross events held in the northeast by the susquehanna scca are all named after star wars movies Ooh, you know, oh. wearing a star wars shirt as in like Return of the Rally Cross, Revenge of the Dust. Okay, uh, a new course change. Let's <laughs> have a new Dbead Strikes Back and Return of the Suspension Clunk. Yeah. Okay. 
Ooh, that one actually sounds very on point. Like, yeah. what is that noise? Why is there a noise now? That's like, more space balls than Star Wars, though. I don't care. <laughs> it either works. Uh, Sweet, that's, that's my update. Moon ball shifter. Okay. It, anyways, yeah, yeah, we're back to the time of the year where literally all I do is travel between Little League games because uh, my oldest plays One City East, my middle plays in the city I live in, but on the west side of it, and my youngest son plays in the city north of me. So I just drive. Oh with bat bags mm. forever so. what kind of what do you what are you hauling like what, what's the rig uh that's a suburban, suburban. on that one so oh, yeah dad bourbon dad bourbon yeah <laughs> we yeah. we have a, a sequoia but what we found out is um my kids have gotten too big and their bat bags have gotten too large and so the space behind the third row seat in the sequoia won't hold two of their bat bags like one's a catcher so he has like airport luggage that he drags mm, to games yeah. worse than airport luggage because it doesn't come in a rolling hard shell <laughs> it's just it, flopping it, all over the place so here's here's what you don't know it does have wheels it's just not hard shell yeah so oh I know. but yeah it's still he's, he's pretty good with it but he's skinny so he's actually has a hard time controlling it um and then the youngest one has a bat bag that's literally the size of him it's like it goes like the bottom of the bag hits, but like his calves when he's walking. Oh, <laughs> like it's, it's the two shoulder one. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> doing, doing, doing. <laughs> I don't. I don't really want to say the brand name because I spent way too much dumb money on that bag for a seven year old. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's so continue. Yeah, it's the team colors though, Ross. It matters. Um, that's it. So literally, like he had a game that magically appeared tonight, and they won. So they magically played tomorrow night, and I was like, eh, "That's fine. Like we'll just keep doing magic games. It's just don't need to plan ahead at all." Speaking of planning ahead, your guys' website says camp like you give a shit. I find that hilarious. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't remember. Oh man, <laughs> we so we... well. It feels like a Pacific Northwest thing because Gambler Five Hundred and sons of smoky and you guys all seem to just give a shit like no one else does yeah i mean i think that's the biggest thing you know um growing up here like ben and i are kind of a rare breed these days uh in that we're both locals um and so and you know they're from socal yeah especially yeah uh, <laughs> they both much. eye rolled um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, it's like the, the places that we go to today are places that I camped at when I was, you know, five, 10 years old. Um, and they matter a lot to me um, for like so many reasons. Um, and obviously, like uh, being outdoors um, in any form has just absolutely exploded in popularity, especially over the last two years as people haven't had like vacations to go on uh which is which is fantastic like the more people who get to experience nature in any form is is awesome um but don't be a shithead about it i think it's like the easiest thing <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. do you know yeah. we ben, ben brings his dogs like every time we go camping and we showed up at a spot that we had gone to a whole oh, bunch yeah. of teenagers as teenagers which is out in this uh town called Estacada, which is maybe what like an hour and a half outside of Portland. Um, we show up and we're, you know, it's it's forest land, so dispersed camping. Um, and we're just kind of poking around, you know, we get to start getting a little fire going and it's like, oh hey, there's a male here on the ground. And oh, there's another one. And it's like it becomes pretty immediately clear that at some point there had been some like bonfire of pallets and there must have been what two pounds of nails oh, sitting just like oh. right below the surface of the dirt. Oh, and shit. so we 
we pick them all up and not, not just because it's disgusting, but also because it's like your dogs could have gotten impaled. They could have gotten te- like so Kids. many bad things could happen. Yeah. And people walk like, around barefoot in a campsite all the time. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, don't care a little bit. Yeah. Like, you don't no, nobody's asking you to like save the world and put that on your mm-hmm. shoulders. It's just be a little bit better, you know? Yeah. So well, this carries like, go ahead, Ben, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I want to preface this by saying that we, we were shitheads. We were. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Like, that, yeah. We were all shitheads at some point. That, that at some point, you know, we were out driving out in the middle of nowhere to get drunk. And, yeah. uh, you know, in our Honda Civics, Integras, you know, we were, we went to a car show. We would, and this was the after party. We'd just go hang out in the middle of the night, show up at 11 o'clock. We wouldn't bring water. No. We wouldn't bring anything. Like we'd show up with a can of beans and, and, and more alcohol than anybody could drink. Yeah. And we wake up six, six, seven a.m. and then drive out. <laughs> and like in that, like we would leave trash. You know, it, it just, it, like we were kids. We were shitheads. Like, you know, you just mm-hmm. don't think about it. And coming from that perspective, like knowing, you know, that, that mentality and, you know, I'm not proud of it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you make bad decisions. And yep. now that we're in a position that we can actually do something right about it, we, we want to share that. And, Absolutely. um, and like, like, I mean, I echo everything you say. It's like, it's, it's through that new found popularity of these areas that are incredibly trafficked, um, that we just want to make sure that we're, we're doing our part. Yeah. So like, oh, literally yesterday, uh, you know, we, we have an event coming up um, this weekend. And when we were kind of doing some location scouting uh, in this area, uh, we stop and I'm like, oh, hey, what's that sign? And I look at it and it's it's from the Forest Service basically saying like, look, there has been so much trash here lately that we're considering just like cutting this all off. Nobody will get to camp here. And it's like, wow, that really sucks for so many reasons because it's, it's a beautiful location. It's super accessible uh, from the city. Um, there's a lot to do in the areas some of the most amazing hikes there's uh two years ago ben and i did a you know 50 mile backpacking trip around mount hood and if you walk a mile and a half from where this site is you hit that trail that we were on um and so it just which connects to a whole bunch of other trails and so on and so on and so we said you know what we're going to be up here and there's gonna be a lot of people and even though we're going to be bringing like garbage and recycling and taking care of the land like let's go do a little bit of like prep work and we went up cleaned a whole bunch of stuff, some debris, trash that we were picking up and just making sure that like, even before we're hitting it up, it's going to be looking good. And we're going to make sure that there's no reason for them to close this area off to camping. So that's great. I love that stuff. I mean, it's like the mantra of all mantras is, you know, leave a place better than you found it. Yeah. It, it's, it's common sense and being a good person 101, but like, <laughs> unless if you actively think about it, it's so easy to just go and do something and, you know, mindlessly do something terrible. But for you guys, at least, it sounds like it's equal parts sentimental value and also like that soul deep obligation to be a good person, <laughs> which unfortunately a lot of people out there don't have. So, well, I, th- I think it's also like you're totally on it. And if I could add a third thing to it, it would be that, you know, we, whether we wanted to or not, have have become a little bit of an, an ambassador to some of this, and we bring people out and recognizing that for us, we just we just have to be even better because of that. You know, it's it it is something that we have to carry. Um, Set the example. Yep. Yeah. Be the yeah, role model. And I mean, we're not. I don't, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back. I think I think at the end of the day. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. I got that one. <laughs> the horse will be beaten. 
<laughs> we did our part to, to, you know, ruin some areas. And, and I think uh, it's, you know, I owe it to, we owe it to the space. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't think anybody's perfect. And I think we can all, you know, turn that page. Sweet. So uh, should we talk about Mitsubishi's? Since yeah. now this is unofficially the Mitsubishi podcast. <laughs> it, it, I mean, if you really want to, we talk about Mitsubishi's all the time. Yeah. So, you know. It's mostly complaining about them. I will again. I will preface this that uh, we have nothing good to say <laughs> about anything. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, that's perfect because usually it's people just going like full fanboy over Mitsubishi's. So, no, you should you should you should hear us. Like we could just if you guys are bored, you know, nine to five, we could just set up a live feed and you could watch us <laughs> bicker back and forth and about anything. It's, it's funny. We'll have people show up and they're like, "Oh man, I really like your Montero," or "Oh, your Delta is so cool." It's like. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's um, the, the, there's a pattern that Mitsubishi has set, and it's that <laughs> for every year that they've made a car, they have to do it four times. And it like, like so you've got a Shogun, you've got your Pajero, you've got your Montero, and you've got the uh, what's the fourth one? Uh, uh, not the, well, there's no, the IO. The oh yeah, the Gallop. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So then you've got the four international models and then underneath the four international models, you've got four distinct versions. You've got the, the mini, there's the K, I'm sorry, the junior, the K, there's the short wheelbase and the long wheelbase. Mm-hmm. And there's the two, five, the two, the one, the three, the four, the four limited edition. Which I'm getting oh my God, this is the geekiest we've got. In- okay, so you've got four versions across the world. The got- world, which is kind of amazing considering how often we talk about this stuff. <laughs> four versions of each generation. And then on top of that, um, each one, ha- there's a shit model. And then, uh, then okay, sorry. They're all shit models. <laughs> and except, except for one that ends up in like a two model year thing where it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we decided that, you know, we got some good collaboration with some fucking steel worker. And we ended up pulling some transmission from a Toyota or like, you know, whatever. And they ended up with some good parts. Yeah. Um, that ends up being the conversation piece. Like everybody's like, "Oh my God, Mitsubishi is so great!" But everything else is just—it's—it's it's, and it's—it's it's aspiring to be that model. I think that you nailed it right there. Like, if there is a motto for Mitsubishi today, it's—it's—it's aspiration yeah. <laughs> without like the without the effort, like aspiration without execution. Mitsubishi yeah, they, they, they have they have what like five six models that they sell in the U.S but it's the Outlander, the Outlander PHEV, which is just the loudest model Outlander, the Outlander Sport, <laughs> yep. the Eclipse Cross. Then you've got the Mirage the and the Mirage, Mirage V5. It, <laughs> yep. And it's like, if you have that narrow of a model range, like why not just throw some other names out there so people don't think you have three versions of the Outlander? <laughs> right. Can we blanket statement agree though that uh, manual Mirage spec racing would be spectacular? <laughs> Absolutely. Without a doubt. I still wasn't sure which way Ben was going. I was like, this is either gonna be great or bad. Yep. So the only reason I say this is because one of our deep one of our closest friends or from our old car group um had one and he beat the living shit out of that thing. But like campsite after campsite after trail after trail, this thing just kept going. And to the point where like we're listening to Bohemian Rhapsody, hammered drunk in the middle of a forest. I'm jumping on top of his car, <laughs> caving in the roof. Like it just, it, it is, it's all bad. But and yet he shows up the next night, no problem. Like I, he just, it, it just kept going. It did. Oh. 
I'm definitely going to be looking for used Mirages later. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're great. Interestingly, that engine has only been available. I see. I thought as you were saying that, I was like, okay, so there's got to be a story like that engine's been, in, you know, like the four liter Toyota engine. Like it's been in a hundred different things. Yeah. But it looks like that engine has only been in the Mirage, which is actually kind of impressive if people are just kicking the shit out of them. Especially for out of for Mitsubishi, because yeah. you would expect at least four different motors coming in and out of chassis. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're, they're, well, they're, they're, there's the flip side of that coin too, where they make the same engine and they're like, you know what, this is good. We're just going to make it into perpetuity. <laughs> the the engine in in my Delica, you can still buy brand new off the assembly line today. Um, what? Yeah. In, in 40, okay. So what year is the Delica, and what can you buy that engine new in today? So so mine is a 1989, but the body style came out in uh june of 1986 um and was made until in japan until 1999 and then chinese motor corporation bought kind of the tooling to the l300 delica which is what the like i think probably when people think of a delica it's the l300 it's that uh yep. forward drive vanagon-esque uh body style not the honda odyssey one that came later and so chinese motor corporation bought it licensed it everywhere uh it was made that's yeah that's my van okay, uh it was made right <laughs> in so mexico funny. as oh the God. dodge 1000 uh what? it yeah so in 2000 from like 2009 to 2012 it was pretty short-lived you could buy that as a dodge um you can still buy that today in taiwan um and actually you can still buy the generation before mine which came out in 1978 in southeast asia as well brand new has not changed 40-year-old vehicle rolling off the assembly line. So the engine, going back to the original conversation, the 4056T, which is the turbo diesel model um, that was in mine, it's a colossal pile of shit. Um, <laughs> but Hyundai bought the rights to it, and you can buy one from uh, Hyundai dealerships in Korea, have it freighted over into the U.S. Wow. Pulled right in. And is there like an emissions deal for that, or is it just... The VIN on nope. the truck says it's yeah. still the VIN on the truck. It's, it's a 25-year-old. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. It, anything after 25 years. Okay. Yeah, they, at least for Oregon and I think a lot of states too. It's like when I rolled into uh, DEQ for the first time, you know, I was asking them all these questions like, oh, you know, do you need to know anything from me? I have import paperwork, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, it's it's over 25 years old. Basically, we're looking for exhaust leaks. You don't have any. Have a good one. That'll yeah. be $110. You got the good end of the delica stick on that one because the other Portland had a really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am well aware of that one. We're not yeah. talking about that. <laughs> Dude, I, I, mean, I think that's the final nail in the coffin in the discussion of which way we're leaning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. West yeah. Coast all the way. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, I've had mine for four years now, right? Yep. Four years? 2018? Yeah, because yeah, it was April 2018 yeah. that I got it. Uh, it was an impulse purchase. Uh, right. I was always good. Uh, eating hot wings with my partner, and I was just like, "Hey, what if I bought a van?" And she was like, "I, I mean, are you still going to be able to pay the mortgage?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, a week later, I had paid for it, and a couple weeks after that, it was like being freighted over from Philly. Um, oh boy, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like it was super fast. Especially because, like, you know, Ben knows this. No one else does. Um, so I guess I'll tell a little bit of background. Like, there was, you know, I moved into the city. I moved into Portland area. And, um, yeah, there's, there it is again. This is definitely not what it came to be looking like. Uh, <laughs> I'll dig and, deep enough eventually. 
you know, it's like I, I, I was driving a Subaru, which was fine. Uh, but, you know, we bought a condo and it had like one parking space and she had a Corolla, which was newer and more reliable than my 100,000 mile Subaru legacy. So great. We'll just have one car. I am I am old. I am a tour. I don't need uh, like a project car anymore. And then like that rubber band came back and snapped hard. Oh, and <laughs> the boomerang. Is, yeah, is for sure. Um, and, so, and so, yeah, so here we are with, uh, with this Mitsubishi Delica and it's, I, um, I don't know, it's, it was a jumpstart for so many things too, um, at least for us. So what else are in your personal garages as of today, as of um, May 16th? I'll go first because it's very fast. It's a Subaru Crosstrek. It's a 2019. Uh, it it is the premium model. So it has eyesight and 18 inch wheels, which Tyrek does not recognize as an option. So that's about where I am. But Ben will be able to take up the next 45 minutes of this podcast. Uh, okay, let's go. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll preface this again, like I've said everything I'm prefacing, is uh, I, I've only sold one car. His whole life. What? Um, and this car I specifically bought because I got a really good deal on it and I flipped it. So I specifically bought it to flip it, had a bone turbo, I fixed it. I, uh, I, okay. I would so, be in a home if I did that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> sold one. Uh, I still have my first car, the 96 Civic Hatchback. Um, it, I, I'm probably like a little over 40K into it. Um, I did the very first case swap uh, from the actually Civic SI, uh, the first American K-series that we had received hmm. outside of the RSX that was Honda, Honda branded, um, I put uh, in my Civic. Um, oh. It was throttled by wire and not cable, so I actually had to do a bunch of uh, finagling to make that work. Um, Lord. The motor is a 2006, and I did it in 2007, and, uh, and the rest is just kind of history. So I've done quite a bit of track events with it, autocross, just really breaking it racing it until they break it and then i redo it and i'll wait a couple of years okay that sounds fun um, yeah so it's it's caged it, it's i i love it it's it's it is my passion i like yep. i really enjoy that car do you, have a, um, yeah. do you have a shed like where do, where are all these cars at <laughs> we don't talk about it <laughs> it's in my garage yeah just know okay. that it's in my garage. we can we can keep this on on topic though because i have plenty of photos of ben sending that civic camping like down rutted dirt roads <laughs> when we were kids. Yes. Okay. So, this is very it's very on brand for this podcast because like yeah we're an off-road podcast but like it doesn't always have to be some massive four by four whatever you oh, can no. get in the woods oh, yeah. get in the woods yeah. like most oh, fun yeah. off-roader we, is the uh, the vehicle least suited to off-road yeah. <laughs> whatever gets out it will get you out there that's what yeah. we say all the time it's like whatever gets you out there yep. we have friends with priuses the pre eye i think uh, Toyota says Priuses. Yeah, that's the official. Uh, oh my God, do you remember that when they actually made that official? It was yeah. like a full PR thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first car. Um, I learned to drive on my father's, and this is going to be a problem, but uh, 94 Toyota Supra, twin turbo, six speed. Um, that was you learned? very first. I learned <laughs> to drive on that. Um, my parents, it, this is a kind of a long story. My parents got divorced. Um, he got kicked out of the house and he was the Sunday driver. He was his only car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved in with him. He, t- he taught me to drive. It was his only car. So I had no choice. Um, we, we took it camping. No uh, we Costco runs it, for him. He bought it for $25,000. Yeah. Uh, it's a 94. He bought it in 96. Um, so no big deal. Nobody, I mean, yeah, it's a cool sports car, but yeah. all the time, yeah. nobody, nobody gave a shit. Um, that's what kind of started the ball moving. Although I would, probably attribute my passion for cars for Gran Turismo. I mean, I spent yeah. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. 
just found my Gran Turismo 2 uh, uh, memory card. And I mean, I think on day like 600 or something. I mean, I, oh my either goodness. way, like there, there's a lot of time gone into that game. But as in any case, do, as you yeah. Do. So that, that car eventually, my dad recently retired and I have become, uh, you know, become the sole owner of it and have uh, been taking care of it. And it's, uh, it, it is a price possession, but as far as I'm concerned, it's priceless. It's something that I'll never sell. It's, I don't care. I've been offered more money than I'd like yeah. to share. And it's just, it's something that it, it, I almost don't like driving it just because I don't want to talk about it. And I just, <laughs> I, I literally just want to go get coffee and, and leave me alone. So that um, is it is a super like it, like my uncle had a, a a fast car and he literally sold it because he was tired of people approaching him. It, it, what, exactly what you're describing, like I just want to get my coffee right now, and yeah. he he got rid of a really nice car. Oh no, what was it? It's an Audi R8. I didn't even get to drive it. Ooh. Like <laughs> I've, I've driven an R8, which was amazing. So I want to drive his too, but no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so uh, that's I, I guess that's the conversation. Yeah, we've got we've got a tight hour to get to. We gotta... <laughs> the rest of the podcast has been listing cars. <laughs> that 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 phone call is uh, the phone ringing is bring a trailer, don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's mostly stock. It's about one hundred two thousand miles, and it's just it's it's essential. mostly stock except for the giant turbo on it. This is the old turbo that was on. That's it, the and... old one. <laughs> yeah. That one's not oh small. <laughs> no, we actually went smaller. It's a more modern turbo. Okay. Uh, this is a journal bearing. It's a piece of shit, honestly. But um, but it's a very good looking piece of shit that right. adorns yeah. this shelf yeah. behind us. Yeah. Okay. So um, so the Civic became too much of a race car to be daily driving. Um, it was caged and stuff. And so I went out and bought a uh, Lexus IS300. Okay. Um, it's a GGP or Graphite, graphite Pearl um, five-speed um mm-hmm. and it, i've actually kept it stock until last month um so this is probably nine years into ownership um i have it has been dedicated to being my only car or i mean my, my most reliable vehicle it has been the best driver i've ever owned i mean that, that car like i put in a manual supra clutch and flywheel uh, and then got rid of the clutch dampener. So the flywheel that came out of that, I swear to God, I'm going to take it this entire hour. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the flywheel that came out of the Lexus. It's uh, very true because I know what other cars he has and they all have very deep stories behind them too. Okay, so <laughs> I'm kind of as fast as I can. We love the, the flywheel uh, factory out of the Lexus is about, I think it's 19 or 20 pounds. It's, it's a fairly hefty flywheel. The factory Supra flywheel is 11 pounds, so it's it's significantly lighter, um, and so it changes the entire behavior of the vehicle. It's a bolt-on piece, no big deal. Um, the Lexus, because they wanted grandmothers driving it who could drive a manual, or you know, uh, you, you could just basically drop the clutch, but there was a dampener that just kind of let the clutch go out smoothly. So you remove that, you get a better, higher higher performance clutch, good to go. Um, and Make your IS300 feel like a super with one this one simple trick. <laughs> yep, exactly. That thing loves to rev. It's so. it's a very fun car to drive. I recently had a strut blow. I'm 160,000 miles into that and uh, strut blew. Um, I actually bought original suspension off of some old guy on Craigslist who had t- his son had taken off it. Yeah, uh, that's yep, it. Actually, okay. same same color and everything. That um, is one of the best sedan designs, oh. like ever. It's, it's what, what this picture doesn't show you is how compact of a luxury sedan it is. Yeah, it is yes. a small car. Yeah. 
Um, so in any case, Struts Blue, I ended up coming across this amazing set of uh, uh, wheels that I've always dreamed about. They were in the perfect spec. That just sent me down this entire uh, hill that I now have a full refreshed front end with all new bushings and everything for, uh, courtesy of Figs. Um, if you guys, if you, anybody owns Lexus, you should know Figs. Um, and then I got some Fortune Auto uh, coilovers, any case. So that's now my daily driver. Um, when I went camping uh, with Nate for the first time, I fell in love with the concept of getting outdoors, whatever, whatever. Ended up with a $1,500 Montero. Um, it's a 2.5 gen. Um, and uh, it's champagne. Uh, it's, I swore I would never own a champagne car <laughs> until, until this day. Uh, we painted the roof white. Yep. I uh, came across a ARB bumper that's incredibly rare because imported from Australia, which we never got for the Montero. Who um, you bought from Andy Lilenthal, who you guys had on your podcast. Yeah, talking about Warren a while yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. kicked off our Montero like snowball effect because we, oh. we <laughs> Andy, Jeff, Jeff it. Lynn, uh, you yeah. had Caleb on recently, right? Collins, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's been nonstop. Uh, okay. All right. Good people. He had an ARB bumper that I picked up for him from him, and it just kind of, again, snowballed out of control. Um, I bought it with 300,000 miles over two winters, or I guess two years. I put 30,000 miles on it. Um, and uh, it is, I just rolled it over to 331,000 miles. Um, wow. And uh, it, it, it needs a little bit of work, but um, but it's been proven. I, I'm, I'm an absolute love. So um, that's, yeah. So yep. <laughs> uh, that's it. And, it's in the background. Uh, I, I was digging hard. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, I think we posted it fairly recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it's got white OZs too. Yeah. Um, so, you I know. Same theme. Case, well, there's nothing like a four by four with some sporty wheels on it. It's true. I, true. I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. So I think that's four. <laughs> yep. You got the Dodge. Okay, so uh, I got a call randomly, and my dad doesn't really call me. Like, I go out every once in a while. He's retired. He doesn't, he's just, he's in his own world. He was quarantining before quarantine was cool. <laughs> um, and he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, and, I mean, granted, love the guys. Like, there's zero hard feelings here. I, I, I absolutely love this for him. Um, fell off the face of the earth. Called me. I was like, oh, well, this is weird. Get a phone call. Hey, uh, uh, I got, I, I I need you to come out here and buy something. I was, my dad would never say that, like ever. And uh, apparently his neighbor, 92-year-old neighbor, was herding cattle. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this is a, anyways, so uh, his 92-year-old neighbor herding cattle would use the Dodge driving around his property. It, I originally bought it, um, not, a single, not a single panel on it straight. It has... Uh, 3,500 original miles. Bought it originally in 2015. What Brand new. Is it? Uh, it's a 2,500 heavy duty. Oh my gosh. Single cab. 100 miles. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, what they call a tradesman. So single cab long bed. Um, and you need to rewind to the part where no body panel is straight. Like there was a, was it a door or your bed that had like a bullhorn? Yeah. So, like okay. Gouged. So actual like cattle damage, not yeah. like I yeah. backed no. it into my barn. There, there was a hole so large in the driver door that it, it would whistle as I was going down the road. I mean, it, it was probably a fist straight into the, into the, oh, you know what the solution is a uh, new door. <laughs> oh, 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 no, remove the doors. So that has gone down a, uh, a snow that's been snowballed. I went all AEV, everything, uh, have a lift, AEV bumper, um, AEV wheels, it's gone down, it's been re, 
uh, renovated. Um, and now it's kind of my camping rig, at least while the Montero was. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, Jimmy. Yeah. So then I ran, randomly reconnected with an old uh, elementary school friend who after actually as when my Montero uh, had issues, I was driving the Dodge. I took the Dodge down some uh, Browns camp, which is a, a local OHP park huge jeep destination i mean it's it is a Ooh. massive field of uh, rock rock uh excuse me rock gardens etc cetera, etc cetera. so i'm driving this full-size truck down these trails and uh i end up having to park it because it's it's just too big for some of the trails so i jump in with, with some friends uh, one of my uh, buddies his partner is out there with her suzuki samurai and i jump in with her i'm like oh my god it's the coolest <laughs> thing it's tiny we're having a blast like how you cannot drive one of those things and not be smiling ear to ear um and uh absolutely so uh i i'm like had a great weekend i drive home i randomly reconnect with an old elementary elementary school friend and he's like hey i've got a suzuki jimny that i'm trying to get rid of you want to come check us out i'm like fuck man like (laughs) no i don't but yes i need to go out there your friend shit this is like (laughs) yeah yeah it it was definitely I was lucky, and and I would say I was lucky with all of my uh, with my <laughs> with all the vehicles. But um, dude, oh, the... I found the Dodge. I'm sorry, the the dents in the side of this thing are <laughs> oh, huge. <man>. We, <laughs> we need to asterisk this too, where this is after body panels have been replaced. <laughs> so there should be more God, dents. Yeah. There should be there more dents. Yeah, because yeah. you got what you got a new hood, new fender, uh, new door, new, new bumper. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it, it was trash, but Jeez. zero miles. I mean, the thing, it, I actually did the very first oil change. When I pulled that oil filter off, it said, it said uh, factory installed oil or uh, uh, factory <laughs> installed filter. I was yeah. like, this is insane. That's so great. Um, so the, uh, the Jimmy came about. I, he originally offered me. Um, is it white? Uh, no, it's, it's, gray. A, it's a gray. Oh, okay. um, that I white found one with the hood up. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I drove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Shout out to, uh, was it Tetris? I don't know. Have we ever posted any photos of that on Instagram? There's one picture when we got the wheel. Oh, with the big orange yeah. window visors. Yeah. yeah. So, in any case, uh, the Jimny became this whole project. So, he offered, he said, Oh, give me five grand for it. I'm like, dude, I don't need another $5,000 project. There's no way. <laughs> um, he ends up driving it home from Portland and it, uh, it gets massive exhaust leak. And he's just like, go. Calls me, 2500 bucks. Just come pick this thing up. I'm fucking done with it. Go over, pick it up. He drives, he drives it home for me. Um, and I pop the hood, look underneath, put my finger underneath the exhaust manifold. So mind you, this is a Jimny 660 turbo. So it's a little motorcycle engine, three-cylinder, with uh, the tiniest turbo you've ever seen in your life. It's like the turbo, the inlet to the turbo is the size of a quarter. Um, oh, my God. Tiny. Loves a rev. What, it's the best piece, sound. Yeah. Like. What kind of PSI does it like? No idea. But it does have a factory turbo gauge. It's not an actual gauge, but there's a, a light, light, a light on the dash that when you hit boost, yeah. it's like a check engine light. It just turns on. It lets you know that you're boosting right now. Yes, so, you have a turbo. Yeah. yeah. So uh, massive exhaust leak. I pop the hood, put my finger underneath the exhaust manifold, and there's a huge hole <laughs> in the exhaust manifold. And luckily, I put my hand in there and I realized it's red. So I like, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm just gonna run into my garage. Huge box of uh, loose bolts. Find a screw. It ends up being a motor mount screw from uh, the Mitsubishi Montero. Huge. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's probably it's probably six inches. And uh, 
thread it right into the right into the uh, exhaust manifold, and there's about four inches of exposed bolt coming out of the exhaust manifold. I ended up hooning it uh, the last snow day we had, and the guy called me and goes, what the hell? How did you fix it? Like, what's going on? <laughs> sure enough, it's just a bolt, and uh, and this is now my fleet. So that's, that's I, I will stop there. Dude, that bolt saved you 2,500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a very yeah, expensive right. bolt. You put that on Bring a Trailer, I bet. You get yeah. some money for it. <laughs> So, Dude, I feel like Bring a, Cherry, Bring a Trailer does care about the story as well. Like other yeah. other places are like, let's just, just list the used cars. Bring a Trailer used, well, I would say it used to be about the story. Yeah, yeah. but somebody somebody's going to comment, those are the factory bolt. That's not the right. <laughs> 2500 <laughs> on. No, this one's special. It's from a Mitsubishi. We're only asking 2500 <laughs> yeah. Okay, so collectively, the two of you have a uh, an eclectic... <laughs> round of yeah I, I mean yeah but i feel like it's 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 what's that statistic that like wayne gretzky and his brother are the highest scoring hockey players of all time <laughs> and if you remove <laughs> his brother wayne gretzky is the highest scoring soccer uh, hockey player of all time <laughs> it's, it's very much that uh, ben is bringing most of the effort to that conversation <laughs> you got a delica that's by good. itself <laughs> very really good. really yeah. good yeah no it, it is it's a ton of fun it's a five speed i did a quite the camper conversion. It ended up being a COVID project back in early 2020. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've had this thing for two years. I'm going to build it out. And uh, I am a collector of ephemera. So um, I buy a lot of um, like dealer pamphlets for the Mitsubishi Delica. I, yeah. I should have grabbed that book and put it in here. But um, so like, uh, like this is a um, catalog, accessory catalog that Mitsubishi produced. This is the cover for it. Four by four found a copy, bought it, redrew all the artwork, and made it available because it's a paper craft of, of a Delica. Oh, so you can so like good. print it out and build it. Um, but so anyway, so in like collecting all of these dealer pamphlets, I found the OEM esque uh, camper conversion that Mitsubishi had, and amazingly, it had enough photos and schematics that I was able to replicate it in mine. And I said, you know what, let's do it. And I just started working on it, and then it became this huge project. So it's got a full camper conversion in the back five speed that's really kind of all so okay actually. so yeah this really brings in the question of in what you're talking about finding things for the delica including the pamphlets and such and the you know the dealer stuff that they give out or gave out sure. a long time ago um and it ties into four by four too like you know vintage stuff that you like to uh share with us where do you like how do you find this stuff where do you find this stuff it's it's so like it is the definition of period correct <laughs> i mean that that's that's our motto so uh we uh side quick quick aside uh you know one of the things that i look for and and i know ben does too and that's part of like why we're sitting here talking right is that like i i seek out community and if i can't find it i'm just gonna make it so um i'm a I love Reddit. Big. I don't know why, but I'm a big Reddit user. Uh, and I, I love that space. You know, <laughs> you know, the, the Delica subreddit had like two posts on it over seven years, and they're like, "Screw this!" So I, I requested like mod ownership or whatever they call it. Took it over, and now we've got 4,500 members in it. Um, so great, and it's it's the second largest online Delica community now. Um, and then. I was like, well, you know, Reddit's fine, but we need more live action. So we created a Delica Discord too. Um, so we've got a couple hundred members in there. But the and and while there's like general chatter and like, hey, we're gonna share some images and shit like that, the, the big thing is like help. Like if you're stranded on the side of the road because you have this 
25 year old Japanese import that if you go to Napa, they're going to look at you like you are speaking a foreign language, right? Here, here's a resource that you can use to get the information you need to get your car back on the road. Um, and so that's, that's really like what we do. And, and we dive deep into like the granularity of things. And so to, to your original question about like where, where and how, to, how we find, we find it is patience um first and foremost uh it is a it is uh you know it's, it's like um if, if you're hunting for a car on craigslist right uh if you check craigslist one time you're probably not gonna find what you're looking for but if you check that thing multiple times every single day eventually you're gonna find that little old lady who is selling that pristine version of the car you want for way under what it's worth yep. and that's really what we're doing is is hounding the pavement and looking for the stuff um we have a friend who's japanese as well who um literally like boots on the ground to um sourcing things for us and you you start to find stories and uh one thing leads to another and then you find something else that you can be looking for um a great example of this uh is where'd that cup go that we have oh yeah um oh stop share stop share <laughs> oh no no no! You're, you're totally fine no no um, i want you big if you're, you're gonna do props <laughs> uh so uh star camp right like nobody nobody in the u.s has heard of this but it is a mitsubishi four-wheel drive camping trip that happens every single year and has happened for the last 25 years since like 1992 so actually 30 years now really oh, uh gosh. and it's it's not just like a camping trip it's like a festival like they have music at live music every night and they have like off-roading events i don't know if you've ever seen it but mitsubishi has this like semi truck that has a ramp on it that like tilts up yeah that's uh star camp um and so you can like drive up this and see what kind of incline uh your four-wheel drive mitsubishi can get um and so you like learn about these things and that just dives into another rabbit hole about okay what can we be what can we be picking up and what can we be looking for? Yeah, yeah. there's there's the semi oh truck with a Delica D5 on it. I love yeah. that. Where is that? Japan. Well, Japan. I knew that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's a, this one doesn't say. This one just says uh, 2018 Mitsubishi Motors, but. 2018. The the jackets over there are 2007 and 1996. Yeah, so, so, but with that, I think um, we're both creatives, and I think we've talked about that. Uh, Nate and I, um, what was back in the day considered graphic art, graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> graphic design is my passion style. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. MS. It was not paint. Good. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah, yeah. pixel by pixel, illegal MSA copies of Photoshop, MSP. Mm-hmm. And and with that, we just kind of we we do all this stuff on our own. We just make ourselves laugh. And <laughs> with that, we we kind of create this brand that's on our own. And a lot of it is uh, mockery of you know the outdoors and how serious people take it. Um, we come from a like a kind of a fast car mentality. We've all grown up with imports, and I think imports have a little bit of a deeper history. And um, you know, it, it's just this mentality of like, oh, you could race it, or you could show it, or you know, there's all these mm. like different avenues with four by fours you just go outside like yeah. i mean it's like it's either you're yeah. hauling wood or you're <laughs> gonna go get it dirty i mean it's like it's one or the other and uh and for us like being able to take that mindset and apply it to what we're doing um there it, it's a it, we can get pretty deep with it and uh and it's and it's fun with us like we were i mean i can't even tell we have a whole uh what's it called dumb ideas 
You had dumb ideas. <laughs> dumb designs. Dumb designs. But we just like we just shit, throw shit back and forth and yeah. just make each other laugh. And if something sticks hard enough where we're still laughing about it, you know, a day mm-hmm. or two later, we'll make a sticker or a patch or something that we can keep. So uh, when you had posted something, uh, when you had shared your screen um, on that, on the, what would be called the originals, um, we had something called Forest Ed, mm-hmm. um, which was, we were looking for a campsite, just simple Google Earth, just looking down, trying to find a spot, big clearing. And sure enough, there's a freaking, yeah, there's a face looking back at us <laughs> in Google Earth. And, <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. So <laughs> good. And with that, we just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, just sketched it out. And here we have Forest Ed. And um, it's it's just every time I just laugh so fucking hard. Like, I just can't. <laughs> it's so stupid. I, I'm just so stupid. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> you got to have, like, you have to have that stuff. That's what keeps you sane. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and especially how things have been going these last few years, it's just like, it, it honestly has just become a passion project for us mm-hmm. to just like really pour our hearts into something and do it and do it for fun. Like if, even if we didn't have social media, even if we didn't, we'd be doing this anyways. Like mm-hmm. if there's no, Nate and I, we've no, we've been friends for far too long to just like stop doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, Ben nailed it there. And the thing that we always talk about is like everything that we have here and around us is stuff that we would own ourselves. And that's, that's really how it started. Like if, if, uh, people listening to the audio of this aren't going to get it, but if you're watching the video, you might. Um... <laughs> uh, if, but if, so if you're looking at it, you might get it. But the, like some of the stuff is just ours that we brought in. There's a wheel behind me. Uh, this is a, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dome, uh, the Japanese like sports car manufacturer. No. Dome, no. Okay. no. Dome, yeah. So uh, if you look it up, it's like the most like cyberpunk quasi Lamborghini Countach style. Was it Dome One Ten? Uh, well, the Dome Zero was the Dome Zero car, yeah. um, and so they made other parts. And so this is a OZ Racing um, magnesium monolug wheel that I just had because it was like so freaking cool. And then same thing with uh, this wheel down here. You might be able I didn't to see even notice that OZ Racing. Um, like rally six lug wheel new old stock mike yeah ne- <laughs> never been mounted uh yeah, yeah there's the dome uh the car spelled um, dome yeah spelled dome. dome yeah <laughs> i uh, put an i at the end of it in my google search and was like nope, no no looks like a cyberpunk countach <laughs> exactly yep. exactly yep. when i when it first uh, came up i was I thought it was a maserati <clears throat> no uh no. so they, they made like um they made automotive wheels too and they made steering wheels and i actually have one of their steering wheels in my delica um and it's just domain delica yeah Yeah. well and they kind of actually if you search for domain steering wheel one of the first google images is some guy in canada who was selling one and used a photo that i posted on instagram of mine and you can just see my thigh because i'm like (laughs) driving my car so my thigh is in Google search results for a domain steering wheel. But I, I think it really goes back to this whole like fast car mentality. Like he, he has absolutely just taken this like, you know, a uh, brick of a rig <laughs> and, and made it look as fast as he possibly could. I mean, I put every single one of those 84 horsepower to good use. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't 84 know if rated horsepower. Yeah. yeah rated, I don't know if that's yeah. the correct wheel or not. That so. is. Oh, that, so that's the, S- the actual fuck. <laughs> that's the SW2. So that's what I have. There's also the SW1, which is bizarre looking. Um, I had that I, as well. I, yeah. I don't, I don't have the gumption to run an SW1 in my, in my band, but the SW2 just, it 
fits it amazingly well. It looks right at home in the Delica. Dude, the one, like it could be for a, a Citroen. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's for sure. that kind of funky. Um, if it was if yeah. it was in a Citroen, you'd have to like mount it ninety degrees to the right though. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you're on center, it has to be pointed left. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. It's like a NASCAR. It's kind of incredible. In this whole, I guess, pursuit of uh, trying to, uh, I guess, find and identify all these pieces, uh, we end up finding like weird VHSs and materials that yeah. have been put out. So they were catalogs and like all these items that were like paper craft or uh, paper, but. Japan was way ahead of the game as far as media. They ended up going uh, VHS or uh, digital media long before we did. And so VHS actually came with your car. Oh, yeah. We'll bring this back to Delica here. um, So uh, from the factory, you just get a VHS that tells you all about your your Delica, Mm -hmm. how to use it, how to enjoy it, things that you should do with it, things you shouldn't do. Horsepower. Horsepower, everything. It's, it's like a video brochure. Like, you know, in the States, you go and you get that piece of paper that talks about your new Corolla. Mm -hmm. Get a VHS, yeah, and for your so new Delica. Bring out. Oh, no, we do. We I'd do. just like to point out oh, yeah. that if you Super Pleasure RV is a very different oh. subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they did the same thing for the Subaru Impreza with Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, of Twin Peaks fame, as well as Subaru Legacy with Rod Stewart. What? <laughs> oh my God! Oh, yeah. These guys are um, still collecting freaking royalties. Uh, then, on yeah, those there's things. the Delica Life, uh, which was. Mine, the L300. Uh, what a weird they, they made multiple of them for the Pajero. <laughs> yeah. um, so what we end up doing is we grab all this stuff, and we've actually have a YouTube channel that we will archive a lot of this content, post it to, to YouTube. And like we know we're not going to make it. We're not monetizing this stuff. This is just out of pure passion. And it's something that we, I mean, as 4 by 4 as a whole, is really just getting our hands on stuff and really enjoying it and archiving it, photographing it, sharing it. And then and then finding that one user or that one buyer that's like, holy fuck, I've been looking for fucking five years yeah. for this thing. And they end up paying. And it's, uh, it, it has made, I don't know, it, we've, we've really enjoyed like that, I don't know, getting our hands on something. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just, it's just on another, another mm-hmm. level. So- you're, you're um, curating something. You're like really exactly. for sure. carving yeah. out your own. Yep. Yeah, and I and I mean, you know, time. also leveraging the beauty of of technology, where like, not not only were these VHSs like, not literally, but basically region locked to Japan. They were never offered in the U.S. It's incredibly rare that they were ever digitized. But then to be able to leverage like AI generated uh, translations yeah. so that people can actually understand like what's being said in these videos without having any understanding of Japanese or any foreign language for that matter. It's just, it's just the greatest thing in the world to like know what they're talking about, know what they're saying and know how they're hyping up yep. these vehicles 30 some odd years ago. Right. Um, like wh- One of my favorites, uh, which we do have on YouTube is from the second gen Pajero. Um, and I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Kenji Roshinazuka. Um, but he was a world rally car driver for Mitsubishi, drove a Galant VR4 for a long time under the Citizen team, uh, and then made the switch to Perry Dakar um, in the late 80s. And as Mitsubishi like rose to supremacy of the Dakar in the late 80s, early 90s, he was like really leading a lot of that charge um, and was super involved in like development and feedback for the second gen Pajero specifically. Uh, and so one of the VHSs that Mitsubishi made is him talking about his experience with the Bajero, what he likes about it, 
um, how it handles off-road, how it handles its speed. And it's just, it's, it's just wild uh, like slice of automobilia or memorabilia. Um, is that a word? Automobilia. Yeah. If it's not a word, yeah. like we're patenting it here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's on the record. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just wild. And again, like who, who's seen that, you know? He's basically the Michael Jordan of, of automotive racing. It's 12 years running. He won the Paris. He had an apparel line. Yeah. Um, we have some yeah. stuff on the, uh, we have some of his stuff uh, on the site. Um, I mean, he, he, yeah, full apparel line. It, like, it, it's just, it's wild. He's actually fairly active on Instagram. Which yeah. Is yeah. Insane. Like, he actually crazy. likes some of our stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> is this the, the old guy sitting on the side of a Delica on Instagram? Oh, no. Th- okay. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so, uh, that guy, that is uh, CW Nickel. And apologize if there's like some background noise that y'all are getting. There's some like street sweeper uh, in our parking lot right now. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, so CW Nickel is a British expat who moved to Japan in the 70s, became a naturalist and was in the same like vein as like Rod Stewart and Kyle McLaughlin being adopted as like spokespeople like, hey, let's get CW Nickel, this naturalist to uh, talk about the Delica. Yeah, there he is. Uh, so at the tail end of the second gen Delica, so 1985, he became Mitsubishi spokesperson, but then really shepherded in the L300, the third generation. And through that had all the wildest like ephemera that you could ever imagine. So I have, it's around here somewhere, a June 1986 book that you would receive with your new Mitsubishi Delica that oh, man. basically introduced you into camping. Um, this is going to be another like little bit of info that I'm sure I won't speak like holistically on, but camping, at least as, a, as a America knows it, definitely did not exist in Japan until the mid to late 80s, right? Mm-hmm. It's a relatively new concept. And so in order to say, here's how you camp, they made books. And this book that came with Delica has talked about what you can do in your Delica, how to use your Delica, uh, different kinds of birds and fish, and here's how to build a fire and all this other stuff. He also had um, this like piece of newspaper that is huge. It's around here somewhere that talked about his accessory picks for the Delica. So like the OEM winch option, the OEM ladder option, all these things that I am CW Nickel, I am telling you to buy. Um, mm-hmm. He actually died not too long ago, uh, but has a forest in Japan named after him for like all of the work that he did to like oh, wow. retain natural spaces in that country. What a time. I finally got deep enough for Dakar stuff. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, shit. Bro. I've checked the all the boxes. Is... <laughs> yeah. What a box. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. That's a good livery too. I mean, I oh, can't understand man. half of it, but Mitsubishi oil. Mitsubishi oil. <laughs> yeah. it, I think that's no, that's not the one that Andrew's going for. He's going for the four by four magazine, right? Yeah. Okay. Andrew, uh, very cool stuff. Uh, what is his last name? Collins. He was a writer Collins? in Jalopnik. He went to Collins. the drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's come up on on the show. What the last four shows, three shows? Every time we talk about Mitsubishi's, and Every then we always he's there. Every yeah. time we talk about uh, journalists who are within 45 to an hour and a half from me that I just failed to actually tell that they... Is there anyone that you need us to name drop to? Like, we got Caleb, <laughs> we got Jeff, we got Andrew. Like, let's keep it going. Let's make sure we check all yeah, the boxes. We're good. I think, we, I think we've kind of touched... Uh, is there more Mitsubishi royalty that we don't know about in the U.S.? Like, uh, I think that's worth knowing. Uh, Chris, or Tarot Time on Instagram... This guy, uh, 12 Monteros <laughs> in his front yard. Oh, my um, God. The guy 12? single-handedly. 12, yeah, 12. Single-handedly. You know, go, go ahead. 
there's a word for that and it starts with h and rhymes with hoarding <laughs> dude the guy here okay i would agree except like i consider hoarding like those newspapers right i works on i'm joking he works on every single one of them that's and, incredible that's and, david and somehow, finds yeah his, exactly finds time so like okay so anyways uh, you guys are an absolute hero um he helped with the final ontario he so we we had some issues with my motor, but um, I ended up trying to pull a head off of a. I had a se- second Montero that I had bought in parts, <laughs> which doesn't count to his one vehicle that he sold because he right. gave that one away. It's so, oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, but in any case, uh, we we wrestled that thing into back into into existing, and that guy is an absolute hero. So I think as far as Mitsubishi uh, royalty, he's definitely up there. The guy. I think so next good. on his list is a Mitsubishi Canter. If you guys don't know what that is, it's essentially a body over cab or cab over body. Is that what that's called? It's it's the big one. Yeah, it's yeah. the big one. If you want to, as far as Mitsubishi's go, it's the big one. Um, that's next in his fleet, and uh, it's no big, it, it's no joke. Um, so that, it's like a, it's, it's like a Fuso, like it's a bigger, yeah. but yes, it's bigger. got portal axles. It's got, I mean, the thing is insane. Like oh, as far if you. Model? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there you go. Mitsubishi's Unimal. Yep, exactly. Okay. No joke. Um, and uh, so yeah, that if I, if I were to call it any other royalty, every picture I find of it's got a camper attached to the back of it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and and the thing I love is that it's not like a, a Earth Roamer style camper. No. People are just throwing like uh, truck bed campers <laughs> into the back of these oh, things, yeah. and we'll just strap it down and yeah. send it. It's the this- Expedition Portal special. This one oh, reminds yeah. me very oh, much of the, nice. the people at okay. Earth Cruiser, which is also in Oregon. <laughs> I just put my foot in my mouth because the photo you pulled up is exactly not what I described. <laughs> <laughs> I was searching fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really hard to produce quickly. Cold. Dude, people paint them crazy colors, though. Like blurple? Um, sure. You can tell me what <laughs> color this is. Uh, it's like Kelly Green Camo. Doesn't. I'm repeatedly told that I'm colorblind, that so let's means. not defer to me on this. Whoa. Oh, that is bright. Those yeah, are not portal axles. That's monster green camo. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. That is, I slam my way to the gym camo. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. So I think 4x4 has really kind of become this thing that we've really been excited about, being able to bring this weird stuff over and kind of restore the ownership of, or like, I guess, the feeling of owning a Japanese car. I think mm-hmm. when in Japan, you know, they're, they're, what they considered norms, we don't. And yeah. and I think there's this this level of luxury and uh, just uh, I, I don't even know if it's luxury so much as it's just uh, accessorizing. Yeah, they just think on almost a German level of like depth. They're like, so I we have a Pajero that's like, but I mean, how would you describe it? They have an armoire, like it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a wooden. <laughs> Like, no, no, no. It, this is actually a, a common thing in Mitsubishi. So in the in the Delica too, you could get a credenza yeah. that went behind the driver and passenger seat. Factory, Factory like furniture option, um, all hardwood yeah. construction. You could get it with like glass doors or like what? Oh man, what do they call it? Where it was a super like 1970s thing where it would be the wood that they had the vertical slats on it, so it would like bend as you like slid it. Oh, um, it's that? like a roll top oh. desk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, wooden umbrella holders. Yeah. So, in all of the stuff is essentially stripped before it ends up getting exported to us. And 
you know, we end up with these bare shelves and we, you know, individuals who are new to the area, oh my God, I want a Vanagon, but then Vanagon's prices are insane. So they're like, oh, wow, here's another weird thing. And uh, so Delicas and, you know, all these other items end up kind of in the conversation. And for us, we just want to kind of help restore that original character that these vehicles have, whether that's like weird cigarette lighters, uh, mood lights, uh, yeah, VIP, you know, like bar, bar tables. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's something that we've just kind of fallen into and it's been really fun to be able to grab this stuff archive it share it and uh, and move on yeah it's super great it was a long way to go to answer the original question i know (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's a good place to stop so (laughs) and the good news is we didn't only talk about his cars (laughs) (laughs) we got it all in uh, there ben's car hour podcast (laughs) Which, if you wanted to do, I'll produce it if that's what you want to do. We can talk. Ben's car hour. Well, sweet. Uh, I'd say, what do you guys want to plug? But I'm pretty sure it's four by forward. Well, I think, um, you know, a couple of things that we want to make sure we hit are um, we have an open call for submissions right now. We produce right. a like photo zine magazine sort of thing. Um, we both have a lot of experience with publishing. And so this was a natural progression to like get more print media. We both have enormous magazine collections personally. You can see some of them behind us right now um, and making sure that print media does not go by the wayside because it's, it's super, super important. Um, so Camp Style is our, our magazine. We Our call for submissions is about album glow or uh, really the reflection of light. So anything that's really happening kind of as the day begins or day ends, uh, whether it's drawings, photos, um, any sort of printed works, writings, poet, poetry, We'd love to hear about it, and we'd love to get it printed. Um, and then, do I don't know, campgrounds? You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, campgrounds is real. Keep it short and sweet. Essentially, it's uh, we've gone to way too many car meetups and had some four by fours out there, and we're in literally Joanne's fabric parking lot. Like, not cool, not kosher. <laughs> uh, so we basically try to find the, we identify these areas. We're rotating spaces once a year, and uh, we'll kind of create a home base, and uh, we'll go back have a cars and coffee style event. Uh, within at least an hour within Portland. And uh, yeah, some friends out, have some campfires, weird Japanese coffees. and Weird uh, Japanese cars. Weird Japanese cars. And we just hang out, have a good time. Um, oh. So yeah, campgrounds. Sweet. Sounds like a good time. So yep. it's, it's at 4x4WARD everywhere, right? Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you didn't have any competition for that? No one else grabbed it? Like... Uh, funny enough, the email address was taken, but we can't figure out if we registered that years ago or not. And oh, so the email is slightly different. <laughs> that's, if there's one that's slightly different, the email's allowable. Like, that's, yeah. If yeah. all the socials 4x4 word, like you're good. Like, you're fine. Yeah. 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 Well, sweet. Um, cool. You can follow what Ross and I do on the Hooniverse on Twitter, the Real Hooniverse on Instagram. He's at No Not Like the One from Friends. I'm at Overlanding Dad. You can read what we write on Hooniverse, UTV Driver, ATV Writer, Everyday Driver, and US News and World Report. And that's it. That's our show. Nate and Ben, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank it was you so much for the opportunity. It was nice to meet you both, and we're all for your shit. <laughs> call it shit <laughs> they call it shit hey we yeah. appreciate it yeah, yeah. we, we started that shit. way we're gonna end it yeah yeah <laughs> can't blame you <laughs>